Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work, and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Make community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have digital resources, video training, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If that sounds like something you want, be sure to join today. I'd love to have you. Visit CoachJoyce.com. That's Coach Joyce, J-O-Y-I-C-E, to get started because I want to see your face in the place. Greetings. You're listening to the Match Mary May podcast where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here, I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome. This week, we're talking about the sacred space for women, the beauty of it, the value in it, and the power that comes from it. Now, for all that magic to happen, the woman in need of support must be teachable as that posture allows for authentic reception. And today's guest is definitely if being teachable were a person. But first, let's begin with the power of affirmation. start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center yourself, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, and emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I am. I am sacred, I am aware, I am teachable. Let's begin today's story. I'm sharing a conversation I had with a woman named Carlisa. Before we hear from her, allow me to tell you why I'm sharing this story and the three main keys I'd like my listeners to gain from it. Number one, women need sacred space. And by listening in today, I hope you understand why. Number two, there is an extreme benefit to women processing their thinking and their feelings with other women. You'll hear Carlisa and I journey through this process as I answer her question and redirect her path. You'll also hear her level of self-awareness and teachable spirit, which were awesome guides to our exploratory conversation. Number three, emotional regulation and effective communication are two of your greatest superpowers as a woman. You'll hear Carlisa begin to regulate herself and how her language and communication shifts as a result. Before we hear me and Carlisa's full conversation, allow me to set the scene for you. First, I want you to know that I value hearts even more than dollars, just a bit. I'd like to say that my brand is heart-centered and business-minded. In that heart-centered space, service is a core value of my brand. And one way that I honor that is to donate hours of my time each week to serve black women as they join the Match Mary Mate stage in Clubhouse to discuss their current needs and answer their burning questions. Carlisa has given me permission to share this conversation, including her voice and the details she uses. She is not a client of Match Mary Mate, and this was our first full conversation together. She begins our conversation not really knowing where to start. In fact, she asks for help in thinking through it. Okay, um, so I have a question. I, I'm, I may need help kind of thinking through it. Um, I'm not sure if I should give you background first or if I should give you what I'm 
what I want to ask. This is incredibly common in my work. Women can often be so highly perceptive, intuitive, and able to pick up on subtle clues and moves in language and communication. So many ideas, thoughts, feelings can be running through them that they need another pair of ears and a trusted voice to help them settle and soothe for calm and clarity. And this is the beauty of having a sacred space for women. Now, when I use the word sacred, it's twofold. On the first hand, I mean sacred as in the space centers women. And so it is always about them. On the other hand, I mean sacred as in away from all others, namely children and men. And since this conversation is a public one, I am talking more about the sacredness in women being centered in an intentional space where we come together to gather as a collective and create room for women who need to process their thoughts and feelings so we can release, but also to understand how we feel and so that we're empowered to establish better and more standards and boundaries or examine our goals priorities and our values there's a popular quote that says thinking is a form of feeling and feeling is a form of thinking our mentality and emotionality are so interwoven that even scientists have a hard time creating true distinction and causality so i like to have this sacred space for women for us to refine raw emotions as much as possible you're going to hear how carlisa and i navigated these things in this episode Last, before I open up our full conversation, there are so many studies that exist suggesting that women have some advantage, though moderate, when it comes to processing and or reading emotions and body language. So whether we are better than men at that is unimportant to me for today's conversation, but the fact that we possess this ability, this superpower is... I like to read compiled research from time to time, and I'm reminded of a book I read last year where the author said, quote, males are a bit more interested in things, for example, while women are a bit more interested in people. The guy tinkers in the garage. His wife chats with a friend. Richard Reeves in Of Boys and Men. I mentioned this to highlight that women are interested in people. I know I can raise my hand to that. And with this superpower, I'm sure you've noticed that women find value in talking it out. They find value in communication, even in reading body language. And that in male-female relationships, women are usually the ones more concerned or worried about communication. You'll hear some of this play out in my conversation with Carlisa, too. All right, legal disclaimer here. The purpose of my work is to assist black women in making changes in their lives and their love lives through supportive guidance and mentorship. I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, doctor, or other healthcare professional. None of my work is clinical. I am a dating and relationship coach and mentor, and my work is educational and relational. Allow me to introduce Carlisa. Um... So I feel like my issue is um, based upon a previous relationship that I've had. Um, I think it affects my ability to be vulnerable with men where I'm rigid on my standards and boundaries, but I'm not really as soft as I would like to be um, in my responses to them and and the way that I handle them in communication. Um I just would like some tools that I could, I can use when I am, um, and, and in these situations too, I'm not sure if I'm being triggered, um, or I'm in my feelings and I don't know how to process, but when I am in that space, I don't really feel like I'm taking the time that I need. And I kind of like, somebody gives me something and I, I, I'm, quick to hurry and give it back to them and it's not always the nicest especially when it comes to men in the context in which you're referring to is this like in a dating space in a relationship space how are you interacting with the men um okay maybe i should just kind of give you a little background so you can kind of take this journey with me i'll try to like wrap it all up um 
I have, so last year, um, I separated from my high school sweetheart. We have a five-year-old together. Um, and that situation, he's the first, so he's, he, I've lost my virginity to him. Before him, I also never really interacted with men. Um, I'm the eldest of four kids, so I feel like I always had to set the example based upon what my parents were giving me, right? How long um, have you been in a, a relationship with him? Say that again, I'm sorry. How long have you been in a relationship with your child's father? So I would say on and off for like 14 years. Okay, so when you talk about the issue you came to the stage for, is it predominantly happening in your relationship with him? I feel like I that was a case where I tried something different, where I he I, he was the first person I was vulnerable with, and I kind of softened, but I also softened my standards and boundaries, and it didn't go well for me. And then when I date, because he's not the only person that I've dated, right. when I date other men, I don't know if there's a fear of, I'm not sure how him and I got to the point where, you know, he he really likes me almost more than I like him. And somehow the energy shifted in the way that he handled me, handled me and treated me. I started to see and regret like how I softened. So when it comes to other men, I don't know if there's something that triggers me, but it causes me to kind of like shut down. Um, and then, like I said, when I'm triggered, um, like, I'm an Aries. I'm from New York. I'm the eldest. I'm always trying to be protective. I feel like I'm trying to give it back. And when I give it back, it's, extra, it's real spicy. Let's pause, love bugs. She asked me her original question as a function of what she was experiencing with a guy she's been dating at that time for a few months. But she was curious if the relationship that she once had with her child's father may be a reason for how she's showing up in dating this current guy. Just so you can follow me here, in her mind, she's running two relationships together at the same time, one current, one previous, and she's found a possible connection between the two and wants to process that with me. I asked how long it had been since she split from her child's father and she told me a couple of months. In the time gap between their breakup and the time of this conversation you're hearing, she's been dating this new guy. Let's call him Mr. Callie. Pay attention to the language she's already used. Lots of relationship specific buzzwords for me, vulnerable, soften, standards, boundaries, energy shift, protective, spicy. If I just use those seven in the order she shared them, I could tell a simple story. The man was vulnerable first. She allowed that to soften her. And albeit inadvertently, maybe even subconsciously, she allowed the fact that she softened emotionally to be the reason she also lowered her standards and softened her boundaries. Then the energy in the relationship shifts. Usually the guy stops doing something he's always done or starts doing something he's never done. And now she has to be protective, meaning she no longer feels safe, at least not fully. And as a result, she's spicy. This is a very classic story, as common as they come. But today we'll translate classic into cautionary. And that reminds me to give you your first Joyce's Jewel. Never lower your standards or soften your boundaries. Two things can be true here. A man's vulnerability can draw emotionality out of you while you do not lose or forget who you are in the process. Because what does feeling more emotional connection have to do with what she requests or requires as a method of operation? So for example, if one of your standards is that you cease accepting phone calls from men you are dating, that is men you're not exclusive with, after 10 p.m., then that's that. It's who you are as a dating woman. It's your practice. If that is authentic to you and you understand your why behind it, a man sharing an emotional connection with you doesn't in turn impact that standard. 10 p.m. is 10 p.m. No matter how good of a time you were having, getting to know that lady's son. But let's say that your why is because you want to reserve access to you during, let's call it sleeping hours, for a man who is your man. 
then that would mean that it doesn't matter how good of a time you're having. If he hasn't asked you for a relationship, and we're also going to make sure that it makes sense to say yes to him, then he's not reaching you after 10 p.m. After Carlisa softened her standards and boundaries, the relationship changed and not in a way she was hoping for. So I hope you hear that cautionary tale and shout out to Carlisa for her vulnerability with us so that we can all learn and grow together in these dating and relationship streets. Now let's tune back in with Carlisa as she transitions from her child's father to the man she was currently dating, Mr. Callie. Because now that she's had this foundational relationship experience, she's wondering if when she's triggered with this new guy, if it has a root from the last one. Yeah, I'm dating someone. He, it's a it's like long distance. He lives um, in California. And it kind of started as a friendship. But with the top of the new year, I kind of wanted to have a conversation about defining what that conversation what what this was gonna look like you know because it kind of started like we're friends and then we like each other but I just wanted to give it some definition um and in doing so it was kind of like I don't know if he didn't feel comfortable in expressing how he was feeling but based upon his responses and how he was responding there were moments where I felt triggered and the good thing is that he handles me in a way where he allows me to like okay I'm gonna give you a second he kind of takes my tornado and like puts it in a jar and like I'll get back with you and then he kind of resets the energy. So I appreciate him giving me that space, but I also can see myself after it like it, it gives me a lot of like I can just see myself in a different way and I really want to work on it because I feel like I have a safe space where I can, I think he deserves that as far as that type of communication, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I want you to be able to do that for yourself. You shouldn't have to rely on him to regulate yourself and take your own beat. Let's pause again, love bucks. This is so common. A woman has diminished herself or sacrificed herself in some regard, and then starts to experience some undesired or unwanted realities and feelings in her relationship or maybe even her experience with the man. The relationship ends or becomes stifled and she carries that pain or the issues that stem from why the breakup happened while on her dating journey or inside her next relationship. With Carlisa, she's simply dating, but her body remembers that she needs to be protective and spicy. So even though she doesn't believe that this new guy deserves that behavior, she keeps doing it. And we've walked right into Joyce's jewel number two. It's not right to make one man pay for another man's mess. Can you share your stories with him in a way where he is sensitive to your history? Yes, but expecting him to pay or projecting it onto him as if he should carry it, it's just not fair and neither is that partnership. Okay, so let's add up the major burdens we've identified so far. I counted four. Number one, lowering standards and softening boundaries. Number two, unresolved triggers that only resurface with the next guy. Let that be a message for you. Number three, the inability, at least so far, to see spiciness with a man who doesn't even deserve it. And number four, over-relying on someone else to soothe you. Okay, now in the name of balance, let's also add up the major blessings we have so far. Number one, Carlisa is asking for help. Number two, Carlisa is teachable. Number three, Carlisa is aware that something is off in her delivery. She even has an idea of the route. And number four, Carlisa realizes that her behavior doesn't fit her experience with this man. So let's tune back in with Carlisa as she considers her feedback loop and decide what she wants to address regarding what men have said about her and how they've experienced her. I, I, I mean, like. I just think I want to practice. He would be the first person I practice. I'm glad that I had that space, but I absolutely want to do it for myself. Yeah, I, I like that he shows up for you like that, but I don't want you to become reliant um, on that. Okay, so I understand a little bit more. And so when you use this language like... I'm I'm a little harder than I want to be or I want to be able to soften. Is that your vocabulary or is that from feedback that you've heard? I think 
if I'm being transparent, it's my feedback from women as well. Like, I think it's feedback from even people that I love. I feel like I love so hard and I'm so passionate when I'm expressing myself that even if I am giving somebody something, I am somehow, like, taking something from them as well. So it's, it's not, like, just men. I think it can, I think it could kind of be in general, but when it comes to men, it's, uh, I don't have as much grace as I do for everyone else. Okay, so let's decide which population we want to treat this with men. first. Cause how, right, men. So now, just answer all of my questions in the light of a male population, okay. right? Because it would be different if you're talking about women. So when you say, I want to soften, or I feel like I'm too hard, or I'm not as vulnerable as I would like to be, is that your own language? Or is that feedback language? Let's pause, love bugs. Feedback loops are so important to relationships of any kind, especially romantic relationships. Everything you know about yourself cannot be self-reported. And what other people have to say about you, not all the time, but definitely sometimes, does matter. Especially if you're facing a relationship issue that you don't want to be facing. I'm asking Carlisa about her language because I need to know where it comes from. She admits that others have reported that her language is harsh, though she's softened it a bit by saying she's passionate. And it's not just men, but also women. In a moment, you're going to hear her confess that she can be like this even with her family, too. So this is a Carlisa issue. I cannot cite it as a function of their relationship or their interactions. Neither can I charge Mr. Callie. This is all Carlisa. And she knows it, which is why she's asked for support in this area as we talk it out. At this point, I start to wonder if her love language is words of affirmation, because many times where people are spicy, as Carlisa calls it, is where they also love deeply. I didn't even have to ask her. So let's tune back in with Carlisa as she tells on herself. P.S. That's not a negative thing in my space. I encourage women to tell on themselves as we workshop through issues because it keeps authenticity and transparency flowing and it breeds accountability and grace. You'll hear as Carlisa arrives there too. I'm also ready to hear some family and childhood backgrounds so I can better understand where she got this thing from and what's going on. Um, it's feedback and it's also been moments where I responded too quickly and then the person expresses to me where they're coming from. And then in the moment I can see that I jumped the gun and I was so quick to, um, to try to defend myself. I'm also a words of affirmation. <laughs> That's my love language. So like when someone says something, I like really take it in. If somebody buys me a card. I have every card that anyone has ever gotten me. Like I think about this person purchasing this card with me in mind and the words I like, I receive it in a different way. So I feel like when somebody gives me something, I take it super personal. Okay. Well, so you told me you were the oldest, the three siblings underneath you, are they male or female or both? I, my brother under is, a, there's a boy underneath me and there's two girls underneath him. Okay. And then you were raised up in a home, mom and dad or something different? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Okay. Are your parents still together? They're not. They were married for 21 years and then they split. My dad is um, Caribbean. He's from Cuba. My mom, she's black American. But you still have a relationship with your dad? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he, when, when they separated, I was 17. Okay. And how does how does he perceive your communication and your emotional universe? What would he say? I think he would really be proud because I think I got it from him. I think I took his, I didn't like the way that he used it on my mom. But if I compare the two, I kind of felt like I'm the woman that I wish I, my, my mom was to him. But he had a lot more control. Um, and the way that he responded and the way that he demanded respect from people, it, it, it identified more with my, my temperament versus my mom. But I use it, I don't want a man to ever do what he did to my mom. So I kind of 
take what he has to kind of have control of demanding the respect and communicating. But I feel like when a man does it, I come on really strong because. I oh, feel like- okay. You have masculine activity, but like with a, a feminine archetype. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so like there's the emotionality and there's the, you know, the triggering and the not taking the beat, which speaks a little bit more to like how women, particularly women who don't know how to strengthen their emotions and their intuition speaks more to that. But the the, the delivery of it is yes. on the masculine side. Okay, I, I understand. So let, are, we, are you asking me in general? Or are you asking me specifically for the guy you're dating? Let's pause. What do you hear, love bucks? Her love language is words of affirmation. I called it. And there's also some unresolved triggers. Her words could be just as sweet and kind one day and harsh and lethal the next. And she knows it. She's close with her father, but she has some reversal with what she's learned from him, both directly and indirectly. She fancies her father's communication style. And while she has his energy, she doesn't quite have his control or delivery. She's also the oldest female child, which means she's used to a leadership role. She's used to fixing things, particularly for her siblings. And she's not hearing anyone trying to baby girl her, as in make her feel young or small or weak. If I was talking to a guy, I would say he's not interested in someone sunning him. I'd be willing to bet that that's where she gets the most spicy. As a woman, she's presenting like the woman she wished her mother was to her father. So she's determined to at least be a version of that while pinning men more and giving them less grace. So let's tune back in with Carlisa and unpack these words of affirmation while we also ear hustle to some text communication she shares as we get her closer to self-discovery and answer her original question. When you say things like, oh, well, my love language is words of affirmation and I love hard and I love passionately. I know what words of affirmation mean, but I need I want to hear a little bit more from you about when you say I love so hard and I love so passionately. What does that look like or what do you mean? Um, I'm just super protective over the people that I love and I care about. And so. um. I don't know. I just feel like I just go hard. Like, I just do everything the same way. And I just feel like I go hard. So, you know, when they bring me something. Like what? When someone brings you something, like what? Um, Let's say it's, well, I'm super close to my siblings. So um, if my sister is bringing me um, an issue or something that she wants to work on, um, I'm just super focused on, like, you know, bigging her up and picking her up in that moment, but I'm also pointing out the things that I'm seeing and I don't I think because I'm so passionate about it, I'm not in the moment considering how it could be making her feel. I don't I don't yeah. You're, how it's making her feel. Tell me what yeah, we're getting somewhere. Tell me the it. You're so you're so passionate about it. What's the it in that example? I think I'm passionate about them or her operating at her best self or um, I don't know I just want everybody that I love to have the best outside but I think that's what I'm passionate about whatever is going to be best and however I can get there I think I'm passionate about but it sounds like it's what you think is best yes you're not yes. taking the beat to find out what they think is best yes okay so um I we said we were going to talk about men, but then the example you gave me was with your sister. So I can use that example to help you, but I don't know if it's going to cover the full ground you came to the stage for. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me to help you with that example or do you want to give me another one with a man? Okay, I have an example with this guy specifically in a conversation and I want to just read to you what was said. I want to tell you in the moment like what I was feeling and then I had somebody to help me, so luckily their response covered what I wasn't able to say. But could that help if I give you, like, a specific scenario? Yeah, that that could help. I may stop you while you're reading, so just be listening out for me. But, yes, that's fine. Okay. This is where I am expressing that I want to further define the relationship that we we have been establishing. Yep. Um, 
So I said, um, just got home, but I have a question I want to ask you just to check in. In the beginning, when we met, we never really defined our intentions for one another and just kind of went with the flow. I would like to clarify how you actually feel about this relationship slash friendship so that we can navigate on the same page. So one thing that you want to do in your relationships, particularly with men in romantic spaces, is you want them to know that kind of conversation is coming. Okay. Right. So instead of like, oh, but I want to ask you a question and then go right into (laughs) you went right into it. And that was pretty heavy. Right. So if I'm just chilling and thinking you texted me and then I look at that, it's like, whoa, Nelly. Right. So one of the things you want to do is like, hey, I would like to ask you a question or I would like to talk to you about and then insert whatever the topic is. And then let me know when you're available to have that conversation with me. Or let me know if you can have that conversation with me tonight or tomorrow night. You can drive it towards when you want to have it. But never in, a, never in a relationship position yourself where I want to have this conversation right now. So that's when we're going to have it. Okay. Okay, keep going. Um, his response was, I swear you have the best timing. What does the same page look like? And I I responded, absolutely didn't mean to blindside you. So take your time in responding. But I would like for this to be the next thing we discuss when you're available. Getting on the same page would require that we communicate where each of us are, then navigate from there. So take your time, but please respond with how you define our relationship currently. Good. You wanted him to respond via text? Well, I wanted to give him time. So if texting would have given him time to be able to thoroughly like think through it and send, then yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you gave him time to think it through since you didn't give him a lot of time to throw the question on him. Let's pause once more, love bugs. For my ladies, I want to make sure you captured that third Joyce's jewel and add it to your dating and relationship bag, please, ma'am. Number three, Joyce's jewels here. Avoid blindsiding your partner or even the man or men you're dating with the conversation. Okay, let's help Carlisa see that passionate isn't quite the flex she thinks it is, at least not in this context. And let's hold her accountable. Want to play a quick game with me? Raise your hand if you think she's misusing the word passionate. Okay, okay, okay. Let's up the ante a little and take a friendly poll, shall we? How many of you think she will take accountability once I call it out? All right. Now, how many of you think she'll avoid it and shut down on me? Hmm. Put your wages in now, please. And let's tune back in. It's starting to get good, good. But I want to tell you what happened in the moment for me. Mm-hmm. When he said, I swear you have the best timing, just I heard something else. I, like, <laughs> I did not hear that. I heard, here you go again. You, like, I heard it was just like I was being a father. He didn't want to talk. Like, I literally heard something else. And maybe because it was like difficult for me to already kind of have this conversation why is it difficult to have this conversation i think it was difficult because i don't i didn't know what he was gonna say as far as how he felt about it like i knew how i felt about it and then i kind of had a fear of like once he expresses that to me then i have to somehow be accountable for how he feels why do you have to be accountable for someone else's feelings I probably don't have no business dress, but I'm just telling you, that's how I feel. I know, but I'm just asking you why so I can help you. Um, Because I care so much about the people that I care about. No, see, that's, that, that is a similar refrain. You're using, like, violent emotional tactics, and you're trying to call it love and care and passion. Yeah. Right? Like, that is not what's happening. Like, you you wanted to have this conversation with this man about the direction of this relationship, right? Yes. Maybe even the nature of it changing because you wanted to pivot from friend to possibly romantic partner, right? Right. Okay. You are the one who has that feeling 
so fierce that you want to initiate the conversation. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. now when you want to initiate a conversation, you're going to have to be a vocal, maybe even vulnerable with your ask. Right. Something in your emotional palate is like, oh, but if I have to ask or if I have to be vulnerable or if I have to expose, then like the other person has more, more power, more control, more whatever. So then as the conversation goes, you're trying to like uh, take back your power like violently. Right. Right. But it's like, well, girl, if you was going to do all that fighting, why you ask in the first place? And that's not care, and that's not passion, and that's not love. Got it. Right? Okay, so the guy um, says, oh, I swear you have the best timing. What actually happened was, like, well, a lot of things happened, but at the end of the day, you didn't like that. You didn't like and that. Another he... thing, let me give you some, with mm-hmm. that, I thought, so he told me he was going to a Warriors basketball game. Yep. And I thought I was catching him ahead of time, but I, in the moment, I already thought that. And then the best time, I completely forgot about the game too. So luckily I didn't respond because um, I had fire coming. Yeah. But li- listen, go back to the first thing I said, which is, let me know when you are available for that conversation. Do you see right. how that would have been respecting, yes. right? And then we, then we wouldn't even be here. So just right. make sure you take that nugget. Okay, so you heard all of these things. But at the end of the day, you didn't like it, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you don't like something, whether what you are perceiving it to be is completely accurate or not that's another thing that's another layer the first layer is like i just know that i don't like this right how do you honor the fact that you don't like how someone just spoke to you how do you honor yourself in that space what would you do in that space um like there's like a like a bomb is kind of set and I'm just kind of thinking of where I'm what where I'm gonna how it how I'm gonna give it back to them right because you're thinking back. to attack but I'm trying I'm I'm redirecting that there if you attack people every time they quote unquote come for you or you perceive that you're not gonna have anything with anybody or if you do it's gonna be miserable and heavy yeah right so and when you realize I don't like this. You have to honor yourself. You cannot expect someone else to like come through for you in a, in a re, in a reality they don't even know exists yet because he can't hear all those things that you heard. Right. And you can't want to attack a person and want to ask them for deeper level intimacy and relationship. Like like that's the crazy lady, right? We can't be the crazy lady. Right. So in that moment, I don't like this. You have to honor yourself. Honor the fact that I, that you don't like it. So what what can you say back in the moment that honors the fact that you don't like how you've just been spoken to? Whew, let's pause one more again, love bugs. Who can identify with this bomb and attack strategy Carlisa has going on? It's okay to tell on yourself in this space because, child, sometimes we are the epitome of a beautiful mess. So what's beautiful here? Surely her awareness, her teachableness, her humility. And what's messy here? Her attack, her jumping to conclusions, her poor timing. So I am taking her attack approach and redirecting it for self-honor and accountability. She has to honor herself at all times. And to do that, she has to be accountable. She needs to think through how she can meet her own needs and soothe herself, especially in the midst of a trigger. Now, I want her to learn how to do this in general, but in this case, she really needs to learn how to create a reality in the direction of what she wants or as close as she can get to it with another person. 
up until this point, most of the conversation has been exploratory and in discovery. But now we're transitioning to empowerment as I guide her and how to move from attacking as a way of being to honor and service. Now, Mr. Callie isn't her man, so I'm not teaching her how to honor and serve him specifically, but by honoring and serving herself, he becomes a natural benefactor of it. So let's tune back in and hear how Carlisa learns this important skill as we workshop through it together. You want me to say what I what I would say? or what? No, no, don't say what you would say. We are developing new thoughts. I want you to think through what I'm asking you and try to give it utterance. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just need you to try. Um, you need me to lead you in again? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> you don't like it. You don't like what someone has just said to you or you don't like how they said it to you. How can you honor the fact that you don't like how you were just spoken to? How can you honor yourself about the fact that you don't like that you were just spoken to? How can you honor you? Um, I'm not appreciating your tone. So when you say I'm not appreciating your tone, you're saying that what you hear is what that person meant. Mm. Is that true? Okay. We don't, we don't know yet. Right. So when you don't know something, what should you do? Ask a question. Oh, there you go, Carlisa! Come on, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> so now in the moment, you're going to honor yourself and you're not going to project. You're going to accept your ignorance, which means I'm, I'm going to honor myself. I'm going to ask a question, but the question is going to honor the fact that I don't like the way you just spoke to me. So how can you... Mm. How can you do that? Let's hear you try to ask a question that honors how you feel, which is, I don't like the way you just spoke to me. Uh, I need to ask a question. Well, that's advocating for yourself. That's sticking your neck out. That's not actually telling the other person you don't like how they just spoke to you. So dig deeper. And if it helps you think about when you say, this is what I heard, Joyce, um, give though, give whatever that was characteristics. Like, what did you hear? Did you hear sarcasm? Did you hear mm-hmm. burden? What did you hear? So if I ask, are you being sarcastic? Yeah, there you go. Like, I don't know that I want you to just directly ask, are you being sarcastic? Because you so spicy, it might come off as not not a genuine question. So you may have to soften it a little and go like, I'm sensing some sarcasm. Am I right? Okay. Right? That's just how to soften it a little bit. One one of the things that um, I will always teach women because we have to just work for this to be true and then particularly black women but you have to exist in the reality you are in you 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 have to not the reality that you're daydreaming not the reality that you're projecting not his reality you've got to be in your like own reality and one of the best ways to help you with that is to ask questions because we have not always been raised to like honor the part of our the part of the human being like humanity not even womanhood that that is perceptive or intuitive yeah right like we just know how to do 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 go 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 very masculine very driven right and so one of the ways that you stay within your own reality is like, what am I sensing and picking up on? But just because I'm sensing it and picking up on it doesn't mean that it's true, especially when I haven't spent enough time with myself and I haven't been taught enough by other women how to like sharpen and strengthen my intuition to know that when I sense a thing, it's a thing. And, and I know exactly what it is. You'll grow in your womanhood and you'll grow in your femininity where that blessing just comes back to you kind of effortlessly. Yeah. But until it does, you do have to do some work for it. And so it's like, okay, I'm sensing this. I'm not going to just like go spicy and project that on him or accuse him of that because I could be wrong. I'm going to 
check in with my body and then check in with the person that I'm talking to with whatever I sensed in my body and see if that is accurate. So like, I'm noticing some sarcasm. Is that what's going on here? Right. And then let him respond. Also, one of one of the things that I teach is like how to have really good feminine power. I'm not going to skip all the necessary lessons that you need I'm not to get to this one. This is like, I don't know, maybe like sixth or seventh grade. We in kindergarten. But one of your strengths as a woman is tapping into your own um, your own reality and tapping into your own like emotional universe. What am I sensing? What am I feeling? What do I know because I'm sensing and feeling these things? And in the moment, it's all a small beat, but it takes me time to sit and say it to you. And when you can do that, like your your feelings and your emotions are so strong, but we've been taught to to not even process it in such a weakened way that when we respond to men, they kind, they're kind of like dismissive of it. Like, oh, whatever, here you go, being crazy, or oh, you can't, I can't trust these emotions, right? And then that pisses us off even more. Yes. But but actually, like men aren't wrong to respond that way if you've given them the emotional history of you the crazy lady, right? So you have to use that power. And the power is, I'm sensing it and I'm going to throw it back on you. So when you say like, am I noticing sarcasm? You'll watch the energy shift. He'll be like, damn, like she picked up on that and didn't lose her mind. She gave it back to me. It's a very powerful position to have. It takes some time to get there, but it's very powerful. Right, like you, you teach men like you reor it reorient the energy. How you're gonna talk to me? How you're gonna behave with me? How you're gonna be with me? Because you know that I'm gonna sense that stuff and and put it right back on a plate and serve it to you. Right. Instead of losing my damn mind and then making it be something that it isn't and calling it stuff that it's not like. So be in your own reality. So when you felt that, it's like, okay, I'm hearing all of these things cool you are allowed to hear things take the beat and then ask the question okay you may if you already know what it is then you can move from a place of power in what you in what you know but if you have to wonder you need to ask what you described inside where i don't feel like i'm really existing in the reality of what i am i'm just kind of hurrying up and trying to throw it back and give it to them because i don't want to feel that yeah, and you can you can throw it back, but you want to throw it back from power, and you and positive power, right? You don't want to attack this man. I mean, you want to you you texting him because you want something from him. Right? <laughs> he he won't bothering you. <laughs> he was at the game trying to see Steph Curry. You you want a relationship, <laughs> right? So don't don't work against yourself. Okay, but I think you have the beginning to the answer of your question, which is to take that beat. And like, do I know this to be sure? If you know something, still respond in the knowledge that you have. And if you don't know it, respond with the question. And we're gonna make sure we're in our own reality. And when we respond, we're gonna respond from a place of power because we know or because we are willing to ask. Okay. Asking exposes vulnerability, but you can ask in power. Right, like I'm sensing sarcasm, is that it? Right, and then if he says, oh, no, 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 I wasn't being sarcastic at all. You, you, can, you can know how to pivot, mm -hmm. right? So I'd rather you be moving from that space and um, you are softening yourself than needing some man to soothe you every single time. Right. You good? I got my notes, I feel good. <laughs> glad you feel good you'll probably you know work on some stuff in real time and then come back to the stage and I, and need some more support and that's fine but just start with that okay thank you so much Joyce. you're very welcome i'm so happy to help you we're at the last pause of this episode love bucks now how many of y'all were betting against my girl carlisa Mm-hmm. I adored how she allowed me to coach her and I love how she 
took the journey with me. I'm so proud of her for choosing herself and focusing on honor as a virtue. She also co-created with a potential male partner, understood how to use her senses to remain in her own reality, and be curious enough to ask questions without assuming or erupting. And we've just walked into the fourth and final Joyce's Jewel of this episode. Never be afraid to serve a man back the energy he's given you. The key word there is serve. Now, I know how much this generation likes to match energy. And while that can be useful at times, service will get you further than competition. More honey, less vinegar. Y'all save that spice for the bedroom and keep that heat out of your word choice, okay? As my best male friend likes to say, talk to me nice. We end every episode with thoughts or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper and the most high tends to those two. Dear listener, what thoughts or feelings came up for you today? Where do you visit for sacred female space? Are you self-aware? Do you have a teachable spirit? How do you regulate your emotions and communicate well with others? Just as I did in today's episode, it's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. I want to thank Carlisa for sharing her vulnerability with the Match Mary May audience and allowing me to use our conversation as a teaching tool for other women on their dating and relationship journeys. To quote one of my favorite African proverbs, when you teach a man, you've taught an individual, but when you teach a woman, you've taught a generation. And I am grateful for Carlisa being that woman for our generation today. Many blessings to her. I also extend gratitude to you for joining me today and tuning in to the second episode of the Match Mary Mate podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review our podcast. Your feedback would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers. Do you have a private or sensitive dating and relationship issue you want to chat with me about? Sometimes we all need a little TLC and one-on-one and I'm here for it. Here's what you want to do. Visit matchmarymate.com. Click work with me and book your individual call. I cannot wait to meet you in the Zoom room, honey.